welcome. Great to have you back as part of this podcast where we continue the leadership journey and explore how to manage the performance of others. Now, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know at times I've been splitting the podcasts into two simply because there's been so much to explore. And that's the case of this podcast too. It's a podcast of two halves. In a moment, I'll explore tips, techniques and models that will enable you to have effective performance management meetings, get clear on expectations, agree objectives and ensure clarity regarding the next steps. And in part two, I'll explore giving feedback. And that's both praise and developmental feedback. Plus, we'll look into how to handle people who don't respond well when they're given feedback. And in addition, I'll also share how best to feedback to our boss or those with greater power than us. Not always an easy thing to do. So let's get into this. From a big picture perspective and in super simple terms, your business has goals that it wants to achieve. Your department will have objectives aligned to those business goals and this cascades all the way down to you and your team. You as leader will have had projects and initiatives delegated to you and in turn you'll be setting team members tasks. The achievement of these will in turn support and impact upon the success of the bigger picture. And how does a business ensure this happens and everyone's aligned with an appraisal process? Once again, in really general terms, typically what happens is this. At the start of the year, objectives get set as part of an appraisal and then these are reviewed six months later with one-to-one catch-ups in between. Tweaks are made as the year progresses with a full review upon year-end and then the whole process starts again. So what's this session all about? It's about having that objective setting conversation, how to best structure it to ensure your team members are clear on what it is that they're being tasked to do and ensuring they've clarity on expectations regarding the results. Clearly, these conversations are likely to differ, albeit in a subtle way, depending upon whether it's a start of the year appraisal or a regular one-to-one catch-up. The principle, however, remains the same. You're going to want to know what's happening at the moment, how are they progressing, Do existing objectives remain the same or is there a need for a shift in focus and an objective review? Putting aside the annual appraisal for one moment, these regular one-to-one performance management catch-ups will likely fall into one of three camps. A team member who's on track, they're progressing well and meeting their objectives, which is of course fantastic and in which case you praise them and where appropriate set some new objectives. The second scenario is a team member that isn't meeting their objectives. And before we leap to conclusions, there may be valid reasons for this. Business changes or influences outside of their control may have impacted upon their ability to achieve in certain areas. So what do we do? Well, we're back to understanding what's going on. How are they progressing with the objectives not impacted and agreement on some new revised objectives? And then there's the third scenario, and that's that they're not hitting their objectives and it's a performance issue. Now, this requires a whole different type of conversation. Again, before leaping to conclusions, ask yourself what could be going on. If the underperformance is unusual and out of character, then it's entirely possible there could be personal challenges. For example, they've stuff going on at home. So it is important to be sensitive, ask questions, listen with a view to better understand their current circumstances. And if this is the case, set in place a support mechanism, be it 
tapping into external wellbeing resource your business has to offer or perhaps asking your HR department or boss for further guidance. Anything you can do to enable this person obviously to get back on track. If, however, the performance issue is an ongoing one, then at the early stages we're back to understanding the current situation and underlying cause. The difference here is because objectives are not being met, a conversation needs to happen regarding expectations and what if any support is required. Maybe it's a temporary revision of some objectives or timeframes involved. Perhaps there's a training need or a coaching requirement. How are you going to handle this scenario? From your perspective, this situation is likely to require you to schedule more regular catch-ups, simply to keep a closer track of progress and prevent further slips in the individual's performance. However, even the best management can't always prevent some from perhaps lacking the work ethic required to try their very best. And in such cases, you're going to need to be mindful that should a situation materialise where performance continues to slip for no other reason than lack of engagement, and assuming that you can look yourself in the mirror and say you've done all you can, it's likely tough conversations will need to take place and where appropriate HR involvement Clearly, all businesses have their own policies and processes in place, and I'll assume that you're familiar with yours and will know what's required of you should you experience this type of scenario. But let's let's switch gears now and zero in on a standard objective-setting conversation. I'll introduce you to a couple of models, and in a moment you can have a practice with what I'm about to share. So, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of SMART objectives? It stands for Specific measurable, achievable, realistic and time-bound. I ask if you've ever heard of uh, this acronym because it's a widely used one, often used for goal setting and many organisations use it. So it's possibly something that you are already familiar with. Either way, I'm going to talk through it. So if you're already familiar with SMART, treat it as a refresher. Uh, But I am confident you're going to get value from this. If you're not familiar with it, great. Here's something that's going to save you a tonne of time and make your one-to-ones more productive. Now, side note, I think it's important to add here, given this acronym's widespread use, I often get pushback from others saying it's overly complicated and can be hugely time-consuming to use. And as I use it myself, I can totally understand where these views uh, can come from. However, there is a way to use SMART that's neither complicated or time-consuming, and that's what I'm going to share here. So... Let's explore the whole complicated and time-consuming bit. The mistake that many people make when using SMART is trying to create an objective by literally going letter by letter and trying to word something that sounds like an objective. The thing is, you can get caught up in the weeds and spend forever trying to word something that sounds right, but ends up being a meandering, long-winded paragraph of complexity. You are far better off formulating an objective by initially, just forget about SMART, and simply write out what it is that needs to be done and by when. Then you use SMART as a template. What do I mean by that? Take your objective, let's say for example it's by the end of July complete all coursework and pass the exam for X, and ask yourself, is this specific? Meaning, when you read the objective, do you actually know what needs to be done? In this example, absolutely you do. Next, can you measure it? Again, that's a yes. You haven't passed the exam yet, but if you've passed it come the end of July, it's measurable. Is it achievable and is it realistic? Now at times these two get confused as being the same, when in reality they're not. To 
To be honest, between you and me, the A and the R in SMART are really just prompts for you as a manager to take a moment to pause and consider are your expectations in relation to the objective that you're setting within the realms of reality. For example, let's pretend you manage a telesales environment and you are setting an objective for a telesales operator. You might set an objective for them to complete 50 calls a day. Now, is that achievable? Probably, yeah. Anyone could pick up the phone and speak to 50 people in a day. However, if the quality of the calls are shocking because the telesales operator is now focused on call quantity rather than call quality, then this objective clearly needs revision. Now, to add to this, if other telesales operators only do 35 quality calls a day, then one could argue that asking someone to do 50 calls a day is not very realistic. So let's return to the earlier example about passing an exam. It's specific and measurable, achievable and realistic. So the final element, is it time bound? Do we know when it needs to be done by? Again, yeah, the end of July. So we can say this example definitely is a smart objective. One other thing to highlight here too. Smart objectives don't need to be long-winded, lengthy paragraphs. As you can see from the example I've just shared, so take a moment now and think about an objective that you need to set for members of your team and go make them smart. Remember, just create the objective and then use smart as a template to simply sense check it. I'll see you when you're done. Welcome back. I trust you found that useful. Look, if you're still not a fan, let me throw another acronym your way. T-M-T, Task Measure Time. It's really very similar to SMART. It just simplifies things even further. What's the task that needs to be done? How are you going to measure that task? And when does it need to be completed by? So look, if you don't like SMART, go use TMT instead. Now, before we reach the end of this podcast, a couple of final thoughts. How many times as part of a one-to-one catch-up have you sat down with a member of your team, asked them to update you on progress and the response you've received has been frustratingly absent of detail and specifics. This is where the setting of smart objectives really comes into their own. Think about it. When you initially formulate a smart objective with a team member, you've both agreed upon expectations, measures to monitor progress and timescales as deadlines. Now all your one-to-one catch-ups have focus. How are they progressing in line with the timescales and what evidence is there from a measurement perspective? And don't feel that all the responsibility is on you as manager to formulate smart objectives, especially as part of yearly appraisals. Have both you and your team member work on what objectives need to be set. This may not always be possible, depending upon visibility of initiatives to be worked on, obviously, but it's a great development technique and helps to instill this behaviour as the norm. Hey, well done for making it this far. Definitely not one of the sexiest podcast themes, but definitely one that's worthwhile getting your head around. And if you've been listening to this podcast series on leadership, you'll know that I've also got lessons on udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And if you type my name in Tom Dunman, then you'll find that this entire podcast series is actually there for you to be able to watch as well. So if that's your thing, go invest in that as well. Okay, next up, the second part to this performance management podcast series. It's all about feedback. I'll see you then.